This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Josh Bomback, and today we'll be pitting teams of uh, Benchwarmers Eric and Matt versus Benchwarmer Dan and Newcomer Matt. Um, real quick, first, uh, Eric and Matt, why don't you guys uh, let us know how you're doing and tell us your team name. Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks, Josh. Uh, excited for this, uh, this uh, cross-promotion here with our, uh, our buddies over at Triviality. So it's excited to have Matt on here. So hopefully make a good impression and don't uh, sound like a bunch of jerks for him. So yeah, over to you, Eric, and you can explain our name. So uh, I'm not doing so hot. Um, got a speeding ticket yesterday, going to a fertility appointment with my wife. Um, you know, two and a half hour drive. And when she gets out of work, like a half hour late, got to make up some time. So, you know, driving down the street and um, or not even the street, the throughway, and going about 80 and a 65, which I didn't think was that bad. Um, Seems fine to me. Right. And, but she, the worst part was she had her, cause she's a nurse. So she's got like all her nursing gear on, still had her tag. And I'm like, oh, there's no way we're getting a ticket. No way. Um, cop comes up, sees the, every clear as day. Nope, still got a ticket. So our team name today is going to be uh, Fertility Speeding Ticket. All right, well. And uh, Dan and Triviality Matt. Triviality, Matt, why don't you tell us how you're doing? And Matt, you can tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, so I'm Matt from the uh, Triviality Podcast. Uh, if you're listening to this one, I assume you probably like some kind of trivia. We do trivia over there as well, a similar format, ask a lot of questions. I'm the general sports guy there, and I will shoehorn as many sports questions and references as I possibly can into the game without upsetting most of the nerds that listen. But we're all a little bit nerds here. So um, I did love this story about the fertility, but I don't know about going fast or helping fertility usually. Sometimes you got to slow down there. That could <laughs> be our problem. It would have yeah. saved us a lot of money. Yeah, there you go. And yeah, so that's me. Yeah, I'm not doing anything different than I have been for the last nine weeks. I finished a show on Netflix, though, recently. I finished watching um, Person of Interest all five seasons, so I had to find something new. That took me about an hour yesterday to find a new show. To, <laughs> oh, okay. Just looking at the watching. menu, trying to figure out what to do. So uh, now, I've now started How to Get Away with Murder. So, Dan and Matt, what is uh, your guys' team name? Uh, so, yeah, I'm just getting really excited for the NBA to be back, um, hanging out in that Florida bubble. Uh, so I thought that we could be the bubble boys today. Benchwarmer Mason is hanging out with us. He's going to be keeping track, so you'll hear his voice when we get to the end of each round. Well, welcome to the bench, gentlemen. Now on to the rules. We'll be starting off with our tailgate round to warm up the teams. Uh, this will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we'll have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored as the true bench warmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. It's time for the tailgate, consisting of three warm-up questions worth 10 points each. Question one. What Chicago Cub is the last player to have 160 RBI in a season in 2001? That sounds good, Matt. We can lock that or check that in. So Bubble Boys have checked in, so Fertility Speeding Ticket, you guys can talk it out. 
Yeah, that's the only one that came to my mind, Eric, only because I don't even know that 2001 era Cubs is uh, as a, I don't really, I mean, I know the last 10 years of Cubs I can usually do, but I mean, and he so, I mean, so, so was on that team about that time. I mean, that a was the year runs, he was, though. he was hitting his 60 something home runs in that, that span. So. But that was like ninety eight was the big home run chase, right? Yeah, but I think he hit like sixty something in two thousand one as well. When did he have the cork bat situation? That might have been the following year. Okay, let's go with that. We'll, we'll we will right. check it in with uh, Mr. Sammy Sosa. All right, fertility speeding ticket checking you with Sammy Sosa, Bubble Boys. What do you guys have? Matt, you had this. Yeah, I mean, I as a Cubs fan living in Chicago at the time, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Sammy Sosa. The only other name that came to mind was Derek Lee, but I don't think they acquired him till a little bit later. So we checked in with Sammy Sosa. And the correct answer is Sammy Sosa. Just to let you know that Sammy Sosa is 31st on the all-time RBI list. Question number two. What quarterback did the Los Angeles Chargers select with the sixth overall pick in the 2020 NFL draft? I think we can check in, Matt. All right, fertility speeding tickets checked in. Bubble boys, you can talk it out. Oh man, I missed I missed the Zoom draft. I didn't watch it. I'm trying to think back, there were there was like three quarterbacks taken in the top six spots, five six spots. Yeah. Um. Because number one was uh the the LSU guy. One was right? Burrow, and then yeah. Tua went at like four or five. No, Tua Tua was to the the Dolphins. I think that was six. Yeah, but the, the, he said the the Chargers. Oh well, then it wasn't too. <laughs> um, it's the guy from um, from Oregon. Oh, what's his name? Joey Harrington. Um, <laughs> yes, in twenty twenty. Um, <laughs> Herbert. Uh, J- uh, Herbert. Justin Herbert. There you go. That's it. All right, Bubble Boys have checked in with Justin Herbert and fertility speeding ticket. How about you guys? I was actually rewatching the draft the other day because there's I'm desperate. Nerd alert. Um, right. <laughs> I won't mention that I then jumped to the 2014 draft and started watching that too. So if there's any 2014 draft questions, just know I got this. Um, but we checked in also with Justin Herbert. And the correct answer is Justin Herbert. He was the third of 13 quarterbacks selected in this year's draft. Question three. At the time that the COVID-19 pandemic shut down the NHL, what Eastern Conference team was leading the league in points? We're going to check in. All right, fertility speaking tickets checked in. Bubble boys. We both messaged each other the same team name of the Bruins, so I don't know if we're going to be able to come off of that. You okay checking with that? Yeah, I feel like I would have heard more about it from Bill Simmons if that were true, but I think it is. So we're just, we could check in with Bruins. All right, we'll go with the Boston Bruins. All right, so Bubble Boys check in with Boston Bruins. Team fertility speeding ticket. Yeah, I don't know why I know this, but I'm pretty sure it's the Boston Bruins. The correct answer is the Boston Bruins. Uh, they have exactly 100 points. Uh, the St. Louis Blues are second in the NHL with 94 points. After our tailgate round, both teams are knotted up at 30 points. All right, moving on to the first quarter. Today's first quarter will be the Dean's List. For this round, there will be three top 10 lists where the teams will go back and forth guessing items on the list. If a team guesses incorrectly at any point in the list, the other team can attempt to finish up the list. Each team is allowed one mulligan to be used after an incorrect guess. Each item is worth 10 points. List number one, top 10 athletes of the 2010s per usatoday.com. 
Bubble Boys has our guests. We'll let them go first. I think uh, we can't go wrong starting with uh, LeBron James. Yeah, I think that that's going to be a given. Let's see. We'll we'll start with that one. LeBron James is number one on the list. All right. Uh, Fertility speeding ticket. You want to go? What do you want to do? That that last one I sent you, I'm pretty sure, is going to be at least top five. Go for it. All right. So we're going to check in with Serena Williams. Serena Williams, number two on the list. Well, we, we, again, we both uh, sent each other the same name, so maybe we go with that one. Yeah. All right, we'll go with uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, number three on the list. Matt, I go with the, the, the one you said after LeBron. Okay, we'll go with uh, Messi. Uh, Lionel Messi, number eight on the list. Um, mm-hmm. Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps, number nine on the list. I'm thinking that, Eric, that there's probably only one from each prominent sport kind of a deal if they're going to have a person that's going to be the person from that sport. So I'd imagine pretty much everything that we just went over, we're not going to get duplicates. I'd say we go with either... The one one I sent you with right after Brady? Sure, go for it. So uh, we're going to check in with Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt, number five on the list. The strategy that they just talked about, only having one per sport, seems to be holding true. So finding the sports is the is the way that we do this. Mm-hmm. That last one, I think, is worth a worth a guess. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if that's the sport, then I think that would be the person. Right. So, and there's been a less percentage of people like that. On yeah. The list so far. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's let's do it then. Let's go Simone okay. Biles. Simone Biles, number four on yeah. the list. Yeah, we had her on our list too. That was the one we were between that one and Usain Bolt. So there's nobody in that sport who has like reached the echelon of being a crazy intense superstar in the 2010s. I mean, he's huge he contract. That, yeah, but that's... I don't. Where are we at, Josh? How many do we have left? There are three uh, athletes left. And what numbers are those three? Seven and ten. So I mean, he's at it's at the bottom half, so it's possible. Yeah, that's the only reason I would agree with you there. If you want to go for it, go for it. I I would think that the the other one I sent that would break our rule, but I'm fine with it. It would, but I I feel like that's there's there's going to be an exception to it. There's got to go for it. I do it. Yep. All right, so let's uh, check in with Steph Curry. Steph Curry, number seven on the list. That was probably going to be our next guest, too. Yeah, that was going to be our next guest. Well, we have that other one that was our safety net for just in case they said it. So Yeah. And has there been someone from that sport yet on here? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Let's, uh, let's go with it, then. Uh, so we're going with Mike Trout. Mike Trout, number six on the list. <laughs> That's the one... We were debating also. <laughs> one remaining player on the list. There hasn't been any from that sport. Or no, wait, yeah, there, there was, was, but it was. No, but, not, but not, not men's. I mean, if we were talking about Trout because of the contract, not because of the contract, but you know what I mean? It's, that's, he's the most prominent of that sport. I think this person's just as prominent as the other person we, that was mentioned earlier. Or do you disagree? If you disagree, it's fine. I just, I just know that who I sent you is I, since 2011 has been just dominating. Go with your gut then. Let's do that. All right. Um, our final one's going to be Novak Djokovic. 
Novak Djokovic, number 10 on the list. You know, for not having a clue really what the list was meaning, you guys did a pretty darn good job. You had to get into the, you had to get into the, uh, the strategy of it. Yeah, exactly. So yes, there was obviously two basket, two NBA players on there. Uh, other than that, um, yes, there was a male and female tennis player, but yeah, that rule kind of stuck just to let you know, number 11 was Katie Ledecky. Number 12, Kevin Durant. Oh, wow. Number 13, Rafael Nadal. 14, Cristiano Ronaldo. 15, Aaron Rodgers. 16, Roger Federer. Way too high on the list for Rodgers. Way (laughs) too high. Easy over there. Where's Brett Favre on there? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) 17, Sidney Crosby. 18, Clayton Kershaw. 19, Alex Ovechkin. And 20, Carly Lloyd. We talked about like seven of those names too. So, not a surprise, but you guys keyed in on all 10. Wonderful job, guys. Moving on to list two that we'll be starting with fertility speeding test is the top 10 three point field goal shooters from the 2018 2019 NBA season per basketballreference.com. And this is three pointers made, not three point percentage. Eric, go with that first one. That you that you said for sure that you're mine. Right here. Okay, all right. Yeah, uh, we're gonna check in with James Harden. James Harden, number one on the list. I think we just go with the first name I sent. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, he's on there for sure. Yeah, so, so going with uh, Steph Curry. Steph Curry, number two on the list. Again, if it was uh, basketball uh, within the last twenty years. My blind spot is pretty much that. Now, if we have some solid Elgin Baylor questions here or uh, Billy the Hill McGill or some Jungle Jim Luskatop questions, I'm on top of that, baby. I'm on top of that. But <laughs> something with the last 15 years of basketball. So, I, I mean, I'm pretty confident with my next one. And I, every time I type it, it, it auto-corrects me, so I'm not going to try to type it anymore. All right, uh, we're going to check in with Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson, number six on the list. Would not let me type Clay with a K. It kept putting play in for me, so I wasn't going to even try anymore. We'll check in with Paul George. Paul George, number three on the list. So I'm going to go. I'm going to have to go by myself on this. Um, yeah, my uh, visual cues here on the Zoom <laughs> muted meeting is not providing much help. I apologize for that. My shrugging on my shoulder and going, sure. <laughs> All right, uh, let's check in with uh, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, number eight on the list. I know that uh, here in Charlotte that uh, Kemba Walker had a huge year, so we'll go Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker, number five on the list. Yeah, go with that name. That one? You sure? Oh, yes, yeah. I know this one, definitely, yeah. You think? No, I have no clue, (laughs) dude. (laughs) You, right, could, um, you could name like three people that have been retired for 10 years and I'd probably shake my head yes, so yeah. go for it. All right. Uh, I, I don't even know. I know he was prolific a little bit, but I don't know that late in the 2018-2019 season. But uh, Shot in the Dark is going to be J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick, number seven on the list. You guys miss one or something, please? <laughs> you got to miss one too. <laughs> yeah, hello. <laughs> there are three remaining items on the list. Okay, so I know that the uh, the Timberwolves desperately, desperately, desperately wanted this guy and then finally got him and then the season ended. 
So we'll go with uh, uh, Russell, Angelo Russell. Angelo Russell, number nine on the list. All right, Matt, I'm going to use my the one in my back pocket because this is the last name I got. You sure um, you don't want to go with one of the aliens from Space Jam? The Monsters? No, I can't. The Monsters, yep. <laughs> I only know this one because I'm a, unfortunately an Orlando Magic fan, um, but we're going to check in with Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross, number 10 on the list. All right, Matt, this one was all you, so if you, uh, you want to go with it, go with it, because I'm, I'm at a loss for anything else. Yeah, I think it's easy to overlook him because he played in Sacramento, but I'm pretty sure that Buddy Heald's on that list. Buddy Heald, number four on the list. Once again, you guys swept both of those first two lists Ooh, good job we have to because eric won't miss anything <laughs> uh, i'm not gonna bother telling you the 11 through 20 it's not that interesting so it's we'll a move on. tough time uh, tough time keeping score there when everyone gets everyone right there right mason <laughs> yeah i'm just why 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 <laughs> all right list number three this one i had to change up because uh the list i had here originally was used by one of the other bench warmers. So this one is a little bit of a shout out to Triviality. List number three is the 10 greatest WWE slash WWF wrestlers of all time. LeecherReport.com dated August 14th, 2018. And this was based on four categories that they gave a zero to 10 rating on entrance music, finishing move, on the mic, and in the ring. And Bubble Boys, you will be first. Do, what, do, do you want to just lock in with the the obvious the, one? Yeah, players? yeah. Let's take that one off. Vitamin. Go, yeah, go ahead. Go, uh, Real American Hulk Hogan. Real American Hulk Hogan is fourth on the list with a, a cumulative rating of thirty-six point one. Fourth. Wow. His so, uh, entrance music wasn't doing him any favors. Uh, he was all favors. entrance music. Um, his, his finishing move got his, a low. The leg drop? No he one got, got a, up from the leg he got drop. A, well, sure, but he got a 6.6 .6 rating. Uh, his ratings were 10, 6.6, 9.5, and 10. The leg drop was not impressive to the Raiders of this. And yes, I can give you the breakdown of all four categories for all of the top 10. So, so my gut would be to go with um, Bastion Booger but I'm not going to check in with that one. Um, <laughs> Who is that? You don't remember Bastion Booger? No? All no. Right. How uh, about, uh, um, uh, oh, what was his name? The uh, B. Oh, Bam Bam Bigelow? No, the one who had the parrot that... Uh, oh, Coco Beware. Coco Beware, yeah. No, none of that. He's not in the top ten? Probably not, no. So, so going back to this whole quarantine thing, when it first started, uh, the WWE app gave everybody free access for a while. Um, so I was watching old Royal Rumbles. Like it, it was, listen, I was not, I wasn't working. I was by myself. It was, but uh, let's go with the obvious. Um, you want to just go with the undertaker? Sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's gotta be up there. So we'll check in with the undertaker. The undertaker is number six on the list with a rating of 34.8. Uh, his one that brought him down really was the on the mic. You got a 6.2. Otherwise, the other ones were above nine. Let's take a second to smell what The Rock is cooking. Dwayne The Rock Johnston, Johnson sorry, is number three on the list with a cumulative rating of 38.4. Okay, we'll go with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
Stone Cold Steve Austin, number one on the list with a cumulative rating of 39.7. The only one he did not get a perfect score in was in the ring. He only got a 9.7. There might be a, a few stickers sent out to some of our people with this man's picture on it. Uh, we're going with the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Randy, Macho Man Randy Savage is number eight on the list with a cumulative score of 31. He really took a beating on the entrance music with only a 3.5 rating. Ooh, I don't know about that. Pump and Circumstance might be one of the best entrances ever. Okay, you want to go with which, which one do you want to go with there, Eric? I'll, I think they're both fine, so pick, I would pick Let's one. Let's go with the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Woo! Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Number five on the list with a cumulative score of 35.6. His in the ring was only 6.5. We'll go with um, the movie star and wrestler, John Cena. John Cena is number seven on the list with a cumulative score of 34.5. His finishing move was brought him down with a 6.4. Yeah, whoever says that needs an attitude adjustment. <laughs> so we still have numbers two, nine, and 10 left. Two? All right, well, let's uh, go ahead and check in with Shawn Michaels. Two is Shawn Michaels with a 38.9 cumulative average. Uh, they liked his entrance music so much, he actually got a 10.1. Now you're looking for the last two in the top 10. Dude Love or Mankind or Cactus Jack or Mick Foley, whatever you want to call him. Mick Foley, number 10 on the list uh, with a cumulative score of 28.8. Uh, his... Entrance music was only a 3.7. His finishing move was only a 5.9, but his on the mic and in the ring were above nine. All right, well, we'll go with the Hitman. Brett, the Hitman Hart received an honorable mention and mm. is not in the top 10. He only I'm received an honorable mention because he got screwed over in the Montreal Screwjob. I'm assuming you guys would like to use your mulligan. I'm thinking yes. All right, you guys are teed back up. Go ahead, Eric. Whatever you got, I'm out. That other one is the only one I could think of. And the only reason I think of him is because he's just so, uh, you know, known. Everyone knows who he is. Yeah, but like I said, based on his, this yeah. rating system, it, nothing, he doesn't check any of those boxes. I couldn't agree more. But that's the only name that I could think of as far as historically. All right, let's uh, check in with Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Number nine on the list. You guys clean swept. It's because he sees aliens glasses on. Uh, Other honorable mentions were Andre the Giant, Chris Jericho, China, Dusty Rhodes, Triple H, Kurt Angle, Randy Orton, The Ultimate Warrior, and the one and only Vince McMahon. I'm surprised Randy Orton didn't sneak up there out of nowhere. Well, he was in the honorable mentions, just not in the top 10. I like the joke. Good job. Thank you. It fell flat, but uh, (laughs) my teammate got it. So that's all that matters. Well, not much has changed. We're still tied up, but both teams now have 180 points. So we just made the decision that uh, WWE and professional wrestling is a sport that we're going to take seriously as a sport, right? Sure. Why not? I know of another podcast that made the decision that that did not happen. So <laughs> well, just, just you know, throwing that some, out there. Some of us are a little more inviting than others. And we'll accept Greyhound Racing, 
and professional wrestling as dog shows. <laughs> I said, like I said, if it's on the Ocho, it counts. I, I don't think the dog show is on the Ocho. So, oh, it's on the regular. Exactly, it's on the flagship. <laughs> on the Ocho. So, well, if it's on ESPN, the spelling bee that counts is on ESPN. There you go. Oh, Cornhole, word. darts. It's it's going down. Axe throwing. And, doing it. <laughs> And this podcast will be dead shortly because nobody will be listening. <laughs> All right, moving on to the second quarter. Today's second quarter will be David v. Goliath. This round consists of five pairs of questions, one easier, David, and one harder, Goliath. After hearing both questions, each team will pick one of the two questions to answer, either David or Goliath. Each David question is worth 20 points, and each Goliath question is worth 50 points. So question number one, David. In 2010, what pitcher became the first major leaguer to throw no hitters in regular season and postseason play? Question one, Goliath. What catcher has caught four single pitcher no hitters the most in Major League Baseball history? All right, Bubble Boys are going to check in with David. Bubble boys are checking in with David. So, fertility speeding test, you guys can uh, talk it out and let us know what you're going with. Do you? I don't even know David. The My guess with the Goliath was one of those old school pitchers, like when the Yankees back in the 60s had some pretty solid, but I can't remember about no hitters. I mean, perfect games. I know a lot of those names, but no hitters. I, I think it's more, I think it's recent. That's, that's why. Um, but like I said, I don't like, like the way he worded it. it makes me think I'm wrong. Josh, can you reword? Uh, can you, re- can you reword that please? So my answer is correct. <laughs> Reread the Goliath. Please. Thank you yeah, for please. saying the words in my mouth. <laughs> what catcher has caught four single pitcher, no hitters, the most in major league baseball history. Do you know the David then? No, I think I have it now that he says it. Cause I, well, do you know the David for sure? No. Then let's go uh, with this. All right. So my original thought was, I know Carlos Ruiz caught four, but when you said single pitcher, um, that immediately got me off of him. Uh, and But I know Jason Veritek caught a bunch. I don't know if he only caught three, or maybe it was four. I don't know. But we're going to check in with Jason Veritek for Goliath. All right. So fertility speeding ticket is checking in with Jason Veritek for Goliath. And Bubble Boys, you guys checked in with the David. What is your answer? I remember um, this happening in the postseason, and I'm just assuming he had two that year, but uh, Roy Halladay pitched one in, uh, I I believe it was 2010. So we're going to go with Roy Halladay. All right. So for the David, the correct answer is Roy Halladay. Uh, He threw a perfect game during the regular season and a no-hitter in the 2010 National League Division Series. Um, so aside from him actually doing it in one season, he's the only pitcher to have ever thrown a no-hitter in regular season play and postseason play, not even necessarily in the same season. And the correct answer to Goliath is Jason Veritek. He caught Hideo Nomo's no-hitter in 2001, Derek Lowe's no-hitter in 2002, Clay Buckholz's no-hitter in 2007, and John Lester's no-hitter in 2008. Moving on to question two, David. 
How many NBA championship rings does Phil Jackson have? Question two, Goliath. Which NBA player scored the most points in a game without an assist or a rebound? So let's check in with David. Okay. All right. So fertility speeding ticket is checking in with David. So bubble boys, you guys can talk it out and let me know what you're going with. We think David is 10, right? I think six bulls, three Lakers, and then one on the Knicks in the seventies as a player. I don't think that there's any more. Um, you said maybe as an assistant, but I think, he, I don't think he won anything. So, but, and then for Goliath, I have no, no idea. I just said Carmelo because he doesn't pass or rebound, but that's probably not right. He, Phil played for the Knicks in the, in the seventies. Yeah. They, they won two, they won two 70 I, and 73. I don't know if he was on both of the teams. I think he only had one with the Knicks. And then he had, he had six with the, with the Bulls. The Bulls. And then the three P with the Lakers. And then he was a, bad coach and executive for years so he didn't win anything did, did he win another one with the lakers when he was no those lakers were three? Um, yeah because they didn't win again until the second uh when the paul gasol kobe teams that were coached by okay. mike brown maybe i don't know all right well if there's six there three with the lakers and two, i think there i think there's two with the knicks okay well then we could go with 11 go 11 yeah. I, I, why do I want to think that he had more with the Lakers than just three? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, but I'm not, again, I'm, you're, you're more of the basketball guy than I am. So I'm, yeah. I'm, let's go 11 then. Yeah. We'll, so we'll check boys. in for David with 11. So Bobo is checking in for David with the answer of 11 and fertility speeding ticket. Uh, what did you guys have for your David answer? So I knew he won two as a player, six with the Bulls. Um, and Dan, I think you are right because I'm pretty sure he won five with the Lakers, um, in 09 and again in 2010 without Shaq. And it was just Kobe and the, you know, Kobe getting his own rings type thing. So we went with 13. The correct answer is 13. He did have 11 as coach, six with the Bulls, five with the Lakers to go along with his two as a player on the New York Knicks. Were we were bound to get one wrong eventually. Yeah, I mean, right? Exactly. Uh, just to let you know, the answer to question to Goliath is Alan Houston. Mm-hmm. He scored 37 points. He also had no steals or blocks either. Okay, moving on to question three, David. How many world records were set by the swimmer Mark Spitz when he won the seven gold medals at the 1972 Olympics? Question three, Goliath. Mark Spitz was the king of the pool in Munich with seven gold medals. Who was crowned the queen of the pool in 1972? I can't even type you an idea. I I mean, we can send a random number to each other for the first one, but that would be it. I'll roll a dice and (laughs) see what it says. I'd imagine since it was in Munich and not in England, we can't just go with Queen Elizabeth. Eric, we're going to have to just check him with a random number on David, right? Cause, yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's check I'm in. I'm thinking they can it's talk probably whatever. not eight. Why not? 
because didn't he didn't he say in his question that he won seven gold medals? <laughs> so kind of hard for him to make world records more than the medals he won. But I just just guess. I don't. Know. I don't know. Maybe there was a hot dog eating contest after he That's won all right, the medals. Yeah. <laughs> him and Joey Chestnut were hanging out together. So yeah, should we just check in with that number I just sent you? I uh, sure sure. Josh, we're gonna check in with a random number. All right. Fertility spinning tickets checked in with an answer to David. So, Bubble Boys, you guys can talk it out. See, Matt, I bet it is more than seven. You think he actually? Okay. Because there are the preliminary races too to get to the gold medal races to get to the medal races. So you think he he set a record and then broke his own record and got he may very well have. I mean, this is Mark Spitz we're talking about, right? Actually, I'm I'm okay going with something lower though. I mean, it's going to be a crapshoot whatever we go with here. So. And we don't want to try to guess a random queen. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no Freddie Mercury? I, I don't think I could name a swimmer, a female swimmer from men. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Freddie Mercury, I'm sure, was was yeah. probably the answer we're looking for here. Yeah. Um, um I don't know. You you said four. I'm I'm okay going with that. That's I mean, that's a lot of world records, so why not? Yeah, right. And he probably just missed one. I, I remember from yeah. no knowledge at all. But I think four. Four is yeah, good. Four sounds great. Let's do that. Locked in with four. All right. So, Bob Boy's checking in with four. How about uh, fertility speeding ticket? Yeah, you know. Um, if it's eight, Matt, I swear. <laughs> we took Eric and my combined knowledge of uh, 1972 uh, swimming knowledge, just, you know, hitting it out of the park, and we guessed five. All right. Fertility speeding ticket checks in with five. I know, Matt. This is a little. This is a little farther for you than oh, your geez. wheelhouse. Yours is more 1872. I know, um, right? Yeah. But this was the David. Just to let you know, he set seven oh. world records <laughs> when when he won his seven medals. Uh, and the queen of the pool was Australian Shane Gold. Uh, she won three golds, uh, all in individual events, individual events, a silver and a bronze as well at these Olympics. Uh, after the Olympics, she retired at the ripe old age of 16. Uh, question for David. What is the highest possible three-dart score in professional darts? Question for Goliath. What number lies between the five and the nine on a standard dartboard? I think we can check in with the with the Goliath on that one. In the uh, in the Final Fantasy VII remake, there's a mandatory game of darts, and I was literally playing it yesterday, and that's why I know some of this. That's the only reason I know any of this. <laughs> but I think we can check oh. in. Yeah. All right, so Bubble Boys is checking in with the Goliath. So, uh, fertility speeding ticket, you guys can <laughs> talk it out. I'm more confident with that number than I am with the David. David's 100% right. Triple, 20. triple 20s with three darts. Oh, but what's the bullseye bullseye? Is that just 50? 50? Yeah. Oh, then yeah, you're right. You're right. But I'm pretty sure it's the 12 because I think the 18 is farther down. So I have uh, just, you know, to get personal here, I suffer from dyslexia and then I also have a photographic memory. So when I pick, close my eyes and look at it, it could be backwards. Um, so I know. You think it's 21? <laughs> <laughs> the board's flipped in my head, so I don't know if it's flipped or if it's right. So it's it's it all depends on how tired I am. No, I know the five. I know the five is yeah. to the left of the twenty. 
Yes. Right? Yeah. And then the nine is two down for, or, you know, one down, the one that's yeah. in between that. And I know that the 12, I think, is opposite of the 17 or down there in the corner, in the bottom right corner. I'm pretty okay. sure it's 12. Because, I, I, you know, as a person who's played, uh, you know, cricket a million yeah. times or uh, any other darts games, I know how to hit the 20, the 18 on the right side, you know, the 19 and the 17 in the bottom, the 16 and 15 that come up. The 12 has got to be up there in the left side. So I'm... If you're like, sure, I mean, because like I said, it's in my head, it's either 12 or 18. Well, 18 is in the bottom right. So I know that for no, sure. Eight, eight, 18 is at the top. No, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, so that I, so it goes 20, then 2, and then 18, right? Or 1? One. 20, then eight, 1. Yeah. 1 is right next to 20. Yeah, so it's 12. Yeah, we are going to that, check in. Yeah, let's check in with the Goliath, and it's 12. All right, so Fertility Speeding Ticket is checking in with the Goliath answer of 12. And Bubble Boys, what is your Goliath answer? Um, hearing you talk that out, I'm now 100% sure that our answer of 12 is correct. And the correct answer is the 12. Um, so Playing cricket, though, doesn't necessarily let you know where the 12 is. <laughs> Unless no, you're really bad Generally at playing it. darts, you know, when you, if you're playing 300 or cricket or anything, it doesn't, you know. Oh, no, I'm saying I play a lot of cricket, and that's why I didn't know exactly where it was at first. I had to think, think it through because I, I, I'm never thrown to that corner. You know, that was like 10 exactly. o'clock on the board you you have never thrown over there so and eric your reasoning for the david is absolutely correct it is 180 uh commonly known as a ton 80 it is obtained when three darts land in the triple 20 question five david what team has won the most european cup slash uefa champions league titles question five goliath what premier league team is the only team to go an entire season without a single defeat. We're going to check in with Goliath. All right, Bubble Boys are checking in with a Goliath answer. So, Fertility Speeding Ticket, you guys can talk it out. All right, so, what are you thinking on that one, if you're 50-50 on it? I'm, it's, it's either Arsenal or Chelsea for Goliath. I'm trying to wrap my brain. I don't, I, I'm, I'm having trouble pulling which one it definitely is. When would that have been? early 2000s that's right when i first started like really getting into it because i used to think for the longest time soccer was just like boring terrible and then it is <laughs> 50 50 coin flip on it and i want to lean towards arsenal but i'm not it's up to you man you i don't know either one of these at all so this is all you okay because i know whichever team it was they didn't win every game they they tied quite a bit my gut's telling me Arsenal, so if that's where I'm going, I, I mean, just sitting here talking about it, it's not going to get me anything better. So, Do you have any idea with a David? No. So the David was worded like, was which team the UEFA has won the most championships, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it's... It really could be any team. Exactly. Well, that's why I'm Europe, not positive. Right. I mean, it, you're immediately going to be pushed to like Madrid, Barcelona, Liverpool. It could be, you know what I mean? It could be Man U. Bayern. Yeah, let's go with uh, your guess of Arsenal for the Goliath. Let's check in with that. All right, so Fertility's Bean Ticket is checking in for with Goliath for with Arsenal. How about you, Bubble Boys? Well, to uh, to clean up the, uh, the the David, I'm I'm pretty sure that one's Real Madrid, but I remember I do remember the Invincibles 
um, from the 2003-2004 season or 2004-2005. It was right around then, and um, that was Arsenal. The correct answer for Goliath is Arsenal. They did accomplish this in the 03-04 season. Dan, you are absolutely correct. It is Real Madrid. It's not even really close between first and second. Real Madrid has won 13 of the 16 finals they've appeared in. Second most is Milan, having won seven of their 11. So it's like a significant difference. It's not like a so close. We finally have a leader after a round. Um, so Fertility Speeding Ticket has 350, and Bubble Boys are close behind with 300. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 20 points. Question one. While Bo Jackson is considered the most dominant offensive player in Super Tecmo Bowl, what defensive player had the highest rating in the game? We are checked in. All right, Fertility Speeding Ticket is checked in. Bubble Boys, you can talk it out. We were, we were talking about um, Lawrence Taylor being up there. I was not thinking that was right. I was thinking it was either Dion or uh, Derek Thomas was a beast, but I don't know. I, I don't have any strong thunder on this, so... If you think if, if if you're thinking you're right, you said it would have been the Giants' year. So if you think it's LT, then we can go with we can go with him. I think that game came out in that era. I don't know. It is confusing because I think that the Super Tecmo Bowl sounds like it should have been on Super Nintendo, but I think it was on Nintendo. But now I'm not 100 percent sure. Oh, it was most definitely on Nintendo. Yeah, I had uh, one in my my dorm room my my sophomore year of college, and we had banners hanging up all around the, the living room for whoever won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that LT was just like unstoppable in that game. So I think we go with LT. All right, let's go with let's go with the let's go with LT then. All right, Bubble Boys are checking in with Lawrence Taylor and Fertility Speeding Ticket. How about you guys? So I wasn't sure exactly which game you meant um, because there's Tecmo Bowl, there's Tecmo Super Bowl, and then there's Super Tecmo Bowl, which is the Super Nintendos. Um, so there's three of them. Two were for the regular Nintendo, but we. You know, I, I assumed you were talking about the first one. Um, so we checked in with Lawrence Taylor. And the correct answer is Lawrence Taylor. Uh, he hmm. had a rating of 92%. Bruce Smith and Wayne Haddix, a cornerback for Tampa Bay, had a rating of 91%. You know who else had a high rating in that game? Quarterback Eagles. Quarterback Eagles actually had, you know, the highest rating. I almost used that, but I was like... That's a little specific where a lot of people will say that's Randall Cunningham. Yeah, there was QB there was QB Eagles. Eagles. There was there was also QB Browns. Was this like a naming thing? It, they didn't have the yeah, naming rights? It, yeah, it, it was it was it was Bernie Kozar for all I don't know why they had to go with QB Browns, but, but I it think was you had to be in the NFL Players Association. I believe yeah. they weren't, so they weren't licensed for those games. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The quarterbacks had their quarterbacks club back then. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, there was know. a there was a labor union just for the quarterbacks that was different than the rest of the players. Just for a few of them. Yeah, there's actually two that you'll notice in some of the Maddens with like a lot of the unsigned rookies. Um, in the earlier Maddens, you'll just see like number and position. All right, moving on to question two. What song written by David Barrett is traditionally played at the end of the NCAA men's basketball championship game broadcast? Matt, we can check that one in, right? Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll check that in. All right, Bubble Boys are checked in. Uh, Fertility Speeding Ticket, you guys can talk it out. 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah, we'll check in. What's your answer? One shining moment. All right, and Bubble Boys. Dan, you got to sing it. I always want to confuse this with Kelly Clarkson's A Moment Like This, but it's not. It's One Shining Moment. It's One Shining Moment. Yeah, that's it. Uh, The correct answer is One Shining Moment. Uh, Aside from Barrett's original version, uh, versions recorded by Teddy Pendergrass, Luther Vandross, Neo, and Jennifer Hudson have also been used. Moving on to question three. While many of us know that Kurt Russell portrayed Herb Brooks in the 2004 film Miracle, uh, what Oscar-winning actor portrayed Brooks in the 1981 TV movie Miracle on Ice? We're going to check in. All right. Fertility speeding ticket is checked in. Bubble Boys, you can talk it out. Matt, I, I, I don't know who this is. I, it's, it's like a classic 1970s, 60s B actor. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea which one. And once I hear the answer, I'm going to say, oh, yeah, that probably could have been him. Um, <laughs> and then not remember it if it's ever asked me again. I mean, I don't even have a funny answer. That's the, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Can't be right and funny. I don't even have that. Uh, failed on two fronts. Yeah. Think? So let's, let's go with a different Brooks. Let's go with, uh, with Scotty Brooks. from Mel Brooks. Uh, Mel Brooks. <laughs> Mel Brooks or Scotty Brooks. I think either one of them could have played him very well. <laughs> that's fine. I'll let you have both answers. Okay. We'll, really we'll go with Mel slash Scotty Brooks. All right. Bubble Boys is checking in with Mel slash Scotty Brooks. That means and it's not right, doesn't it? Fertility speeding ticket. Uh, what did you guys come up with? I think this gentleman took some time out of his uh, uh, cure that he had for longevity to become an actor, or no, to do to do this show. Uh, we went with Ernest Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine. Well, unfortunately, there will be no points awarded the correct answer, and it's a little tough to call an Oscar winner a B-level actor. But the correct answer is Carl Malden. I stand by my statement. Now, in Miracle on Ice, there was a B-level 80s actor who did portray goalie Jim Craig, and that was Steve Gutenberg. Question four. In 1976, who released the protest song Hurricane about the imprisonment of Reuben Hurricane Carter on his album Desire? I had this question in my head as one to write for the uh, recording that we're going to do after we're done with this. So are you able to check in? With oh, I, we can, Matt, if you're all right with yeah. it, I can, I can definitely check that in. All right. So uh, Bubble Boys has checked in. Yes. Fertility speeding ticket. You guys can talk it out. There's only two people that I could think of that would be writing about that. And that's got to be Bob Marley. I know these are not two people in the same kind of genre or Bob Dylan are the two ones that I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, Minnesota boy and go with Bob Dylan then if that's okay with you. Sounds good. All right, Fertility Speeding Ticket checks in with Bob Dylan. Bubble Boys, what do you got? Well, um, Matt, it goes something like this. This is the story of the hurricane. Yeah, it's Bob It's Bob Dylan. The correct answer is Bob Dylan. Uh, this Dylan classic kept public attention on the Reuben Hurricane Carter triple murder case. Uh, the conviction of Carter, the former number three middleweight contender, was overturned in 1985 after he spent almost 20 years in prison. Moving on to question five. In the movie Rush, what Formula One driver does Chris Hemsworth portray? We are checked in. 
All right. Fertility speeding ticket is checked in. Uh, Bubble boys, you guys can talk it out. I, I don't know how talking it out is going to help us. Um, I, I remember the guy. It's it's James something, but I'm not going to come up with it. So we're going to go with um, who really it should have been about, and that is Danica Patrick Ramsey. Bubble boys checks in with Danica Patrick Ramsey and... Uh, triviality match, you'll get that if you listen to episode two. Whoo, answer. And fertility speeding ticket. What did you guys come up with? We checked in with uh, Abe Vigoda. <laughs> checked in with Abe Vigoda. I mean, I thought at least you guys would have gone with Jean Girard from Talladega Nights, but no, the correct answer is James Hunt. Uh, Hunt's often, often reckless and action-packed exploits on the track earned him the nickname Hunt the Shunt. Shunt is a British motor racing term meaning crash. Well, the margin remains the same. Ferti- fertility speeding ticket has 410 and Bubble Boys with 360. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. And if you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Now on to the second half. Today's third quarter will be The Missing Link. This round will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in via Zoom chat with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points and lock the other team out of the theme points. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with a correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Question one. Who became the oldest winner of the Masters Tournament in 1986 at the age of 46 years and 82 days? We're going to check in. All right. Fertility speeding tickets checked in. Bubble boys, you can talk it out. What do you think, Matt? Do you think, uh, do you think Jack Nicklaus sounds, sounds right? Yeah. I think was, he had one in the 80s. Yeah, that was around, was that the year that the, the shark blew it? Isn't that right around that time? No, that was... Um, that was a little bit later than that, but yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Nicholas. Let's, okay. Yeah, we'll we'll check in with Jack Nicholas. All right, Bubble Boy's checking in with Jack Nicholas. Fertility speeding ticket. Yeah, the uh, Golden Bear himself, Jack Nicholas, who I promise I will not confuse with Jack Nicholson. The correct answer is Jack Nicholas. This was his record sixth Masters Championship and record 18th Major Championship. Moving on to question two: What Celtic? who is their all-time leader in points scored and games played, held the NBA record for most missed field goals until he was surpassed by Kobe Bryant. Let's check in with that then. All right. All right. Fertility speeding ticket is checked in. Bubble boys, you guys can talk it out. We said Bird, Russell, Parrish, Havlicek are all names we tossed around. Parrish, I know, played a ton of games, but I think, I think it might be Havlicek. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like Havlicek. Because I don't think Bird's career was long enough in its prime to be the all-time leading scorer, and I think Havlicek played more seasons there. Um, so if you're good, we can check in with that. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. All right, Bubble Boys is checking in with John Havlicek. Uh, fertility speeding ticket. How about you guys? Yeah, we also checked in with John Havlicek. 
And the correct answer is John Havlicek. Uh, he scored 26,395 points, which is good for 19th all-time, played in 1,270 games, 30th all-time, and missed 13,417 field goal attempts. So the theme-linked answers thus far are Jack Nicholas and John Havlicek. Question three. Whose son was drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the second round of the 2020 NFL Draft, 21 years after he was selected in the first round by the Buffalo Bills? I'm 100% on this one, and I know the theme. I'm putting it into him right now. Bubble Boys, you guys are checked in? Yes. So, uh, fertility speed ticket, you guys can talk it out. So, who was the 1999 Buffalo Bills number one pick? The guy who lives in Buffalo, New York. Oh, me? Yeah. It was Antoine Winfield. Antoine Winfield was the Bills number one pick in 1999? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're So, we're checked in with Antoine Winfield as the answer for number three, and Eric will message you with the theme that he okay. thinks. I need you I to be a no little clue. more specific on your answer for question three. Antoine Winfield Sr. Okay, thank you very much. Fertility speeding ticket checks in with Antoine Winfield Sr. And Bubble Boys, what did you check in for number three? I would have just said Antoine Winfield, and I would have argued that that's the right answer, but I guess we'll go Antoine Winfield Sr. I would have asked the same thing of you guys to be more specific, because technically there are two Antoine Winfields. Uh, The correct answer is Antoine Winfield Sr., Uh, As a senior in college, he was a consensus first-team All-American and won the Jim Thorpe Award as the nation's top defensive back. The theme-linked answers thus far are Jack Nicholas, John Havlicek, and Antoine Winfield Sr. Question four. What coach who won three NCAA Division I men's basketball championships also won one as a player in 1960? We'll check in. All right, fertility speeding tickets checked in. Bubble boys, you can talk it out. So the only the only two I could think of that have won the three, I think, is Coach Kane, Roy Williams, that would have been potentially playing in that era. The problem is if if my answer if my theme is right, then then neither one of them are are the right answer. I'm so tied to that answer right now that I'm having a real hard time right. not coming you know, off it. Yeah. Who else has won three? Isn't it just those? oh Bob Bob Knight? I like that answer better than anything else. Yeah, let's let's go with let's go with him. Okay. All right. So Bubble Boys is checking in with Bobby Knight and Fertility Speeding Ticket. How about you guys? Yep, we went with the um, the nineteen ninety two thir- chair throwing champion, um, Mr. Bobby Knight himself. And the correct answer is Bobby Knight. He led Indiana to championships in 1976, 1981, and 1987, and finished his career with 902 wins, 11th most all-time. The theme-linked answers thus far are Jack Nicholas, John Havlicek, Antoine Winfield Sr., and Bobby Knight. Question 5. What Hall of Fame wide receiver has the most touchdown receptions from within four yards in NFL history with 28. Yeah, I think we are good to check in over at the Bubble Boys. All right, Bubble Boys have checked in. Fertility speeding ticket. You guys can talk it out. Matt, I don't know if it's Chris Carter or not because I'm not sure if he went to Ohio State. 
I don't, that's my only, my only, you know, I don't know exactly where he went to school either, but uh, I do know one thing about Chris Carter. <laughs> All he does is catch touchdowns. So oh. um, I'm going to go with that because I know when he was with the uh, Eagles, that's yeah. what the big complaint was. And that's why they dropped him was he never catches long passes. He doesn't run good routes. He doesn't have good hands when he's trying to get the first down, but all he does is catch touchdowns. I'll take it. So you guys are checking in with Chris Carter. Uh, Bubble Boys, how about you guys? Yeah, All he does is catch touchdowns and make good downfield blocks. Chris Carter. And the correct answer is the man who only catches touchdowns per Buddy Ryan, Chris Carter. Carter is tied for the most one-yard touchdown receptions with Jeremy Shockey with nine the most touchdown receptions within two yards with Jerry Rice, 16, and from five from within five yards, also with Jerry Rice, with 36. He also has the most touchdown receptions within six yards with 44, and seven yards, 48. So he likes to catch those touchdowns within the 10-yard line. Uh, the theme-linked answers are Jack Nicholas, John Havlicek, Antoine Winfield Sr., Bobby Knight, and Chris Carter. Bubble Boys, you checked in with a theme guess after the third question. What did you come up with for your theme? We came up with alums of the Ohio State University. I should not give you credit for that. I really should not because you threw in the the. No, they are. And it's actually, actually, I would have had two acceptable answers. It's a little more specific, but I will accept uh, alumni of Ohio State University, but they were also all Ohio natives who attended Ohio State University. Fertility speeding ticket, you did check in with the correct theme after the fourth question, but unfortunately, since the Bubble Boys had the correct answer, they will be awarded the 100 points for the theme. So we are now looking for a score update from Mason. Yes, so... Our scores heading into the fourth quarter are Fertility Speeding Ticket with 510 and our new leader with 560, the Bubble Boys. And that brings us to the fourth quarter, our final round known as Put Your Fours Up. This round consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. The categories for today are as follows. Question one, NBA Big Men. Question two, NHL records. Question three, Olympic medals. Question four, NCAA men's basketball champions. And question five, NFL coaches. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. All right. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question one in NBA big men. What center is the only player to have more than 400 blocks in a season? It happened in the 1984-85 season. Eric, that's the first name that came to my came to mind when he said those dates. So, I'm yeah. gonna go, I think you're right. All right, let's check in. All right, fertility speeding ticket is checked in. So, Bubble Boys, you can talk it out. I think I've heard before. Uh, I think he was on the Cavs at the time. That sounds about right. I'm pretty sure it's. Big Eaton, Mark Eaton. Is what I, call I, I picture him with the Jazz, but probably, oh, yeah. yeah. Either way, I think I think you're probably right on that. Yeah. So Mark we checked Eaton. in with Mark Eaton. 
All right, Bubble Boys has checked in with Mark Eaton and Fertility Speeding Ticket. First name that popped in my head was Mark Eaton, and Matt confirmed it. So we checked in with Mark Eaton. We wagered 100 points. Yes, and uh, Bubble Boys, how much did you wager on that one? We also wagered 100 points. And you both will be receiving 100 points because the correct answer is Mark Eaton. He had 456 blocks that season. And I do believe it was while he was with the Utah Jazz. Question two in NHL records. Who holds the NHL rookie goal scoring record with 76? Matt, we can check in. I was just going to type all you, buddy. So fertility speeding tickets checked in. Bubble boys, you guys can talk it out. I think this is um, Timu Solani. Yeah, that was going to be my guess. The, the was that early nineties, right? Yeah, somewhere in there. With the Nin- Ducks, like ninety two, ninety three. It was before the strike. Gotcha. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah. All right, we'll go. We're gonna check in with Timu Solani. And we wagered fifty. All right, Bubble Boys uh, wagered 50 points on Timu Solani and Fertility Speeding Ticket. How about you guys? So living in Buffalo, um, he actually, I believe, finished the season tied with Alexander Mogilny that year uh, with 76 goals. The answer is Timu Solani. And how much did you guys wager? 100. And the correct answer is Timu Solani. He also had 56 assists in his rookie campaign in 1992-93, tying him for 38th all-time for points scored in a season. This was his highest goal scoring and point season of his 21-year career. Moving on to question three in Olympic medals. Three countries have won more medals at the Winter Olympics than at the Summer Olympics. Name two of these countries. We'll check in. So the three that we had in mind, or I had in mind, I should say, is Norway, Finland, and the Netherlands. The Netherlands is a dominant speed skating um, history. They just dominate. And, and the speed skating, too, is dominant also because they, um, uh, there's so many different, you know what I mean? It's just like track, right? There's the 100, the 200, the bubble, you know, there's all the different ones. So a person or a team could win just a ton with only a handful of fantastic skaters. Norway, I'm like 90, 90% sure because they, they win in almost every one of those Nordic events. They, they just rake when it comes to... Norway sounds right with that. I, I'm just, I'm not sure of the Finland. Oh, the Netherlands? Oh, no, but we're only asked to get two of the three, right? Yeah. I, so I'm not, Norway, I'm, I'm 90% sure. And I'm, you know, actually I'm closer to 100. But anyway, so it's just about the other ones. So do you think it's the Netherlands? Or could it be a different country? Because I know, you know, it's not Russia. No. Probably maybe Canada? Yeah. Maybe, I mean, could it be North Korea? I think it might be Canada. Really? What is Canada What is Canada winning in the Summer Olympics? What are they winning in the Winter Olympics besides hockey? Curling. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, yeah, that's one sport. <laughs> but there's, I mean... But, they but don't the- have, like, a strong history of bobsled or skeleton or any of those or skating you don't ever think of the canadians when it comes to speed skating or when it comes to nordic events i'm gonna have to defer to you and i i like norway norway i'm good with but i i don't know the only reason i think the netherlands is because of the speed skating that uh 
That, okay. I mean, where was Bonnie Blair from? Was that a, she's American? She was right? American. Yeah. But she always was the team. And who was the guy too? There was a about the same Bonnie Blair time. There was a guy American that was dominant in speed skating, and the teams they always ran up against was the Netherlands. We're gonna check in with Norway and the Netherlands, Holland, whatever they want to be called. For how many points? One hundred. All right. So fertility speeding ticket checks in with a hundred points on Norway and the Netherlands. Uh, Bubble Boys, how about you guys? Well, first of all, Brian Boitano is pissed at you right now, Matt, for uh, questioning what else Canada can do. Blame Canada. And Elvis, wasn't he the skater? Yeah. The Stoico. Yeah. Elvis Stoico. Not Gerbach, different person. I almost said Gerbach, so thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we, for 50 points, went with Norway and Canada. So Bubba Boys checked in with 50 points on Norway and Canada. Unfortunately, you guys are going to be losing points. For the three countries that have won more Winter Olympic medals than Summer Olympic medals, you got one of them, Norway. The other two are Austria and Liechtenstein. Uh, Norway has won the most gold, 132, silver, 125, and bronze, 111 uh, medals at the Winter Olympics. They are the most dominant country in Winter Olympics. Uh, and Liechtenstein is the only nation to win medals at the Winter Olympic, the Winter Games, but not at the Summer Games. They're that makes there. complete sense, too. That does. Okay. You're telling me that the Netherlands won more Summer Olympics? The medals? Netherlands, actually, their track and field is actually, they, they yeah. don't win a lot of golds, but they win a lot of br- silvers and bronze at track and field events. They're pretty quick. Question four. In NC. Double uh, A men's basketball champions during UCLA's dominant stretch, where they won ten championships between 1964 and 1975. Two other schools won titles. Name either of the two school, two other schools. We're gonna check in. All right, uh, Bubble Boys have checked in. Fertility speeding ticket. You guys can talk it out. I have no clue, Eric. And so. Like I said, I, w- I watched that the it was I don't know who, who I saw it or where I saw it. It was like a Jimmy V, could have been just on YouTube. Um, and when they won in the early '80s, not sure the year, I could have swore they said it was like ten years since they won previously. But that would just put it in the same area, you know, right in that that time frame. I think Jimmy V was, I think that was like 1983 for some reason. So that's in my ten, head. yeah. So like ten years before, nine years before. Let's go with it. That would put it. That's right where we need to be, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's go let's, ahead let's and check in with NC State. All right, so you're checking in with NC State for how many points? One hundred. All right, and Bubble Boys. Well, Matt, we were kicking around some uh, some schools, and I'm I'm pretty sure NC State had one in the early '70s, um, but we went with the uh, Western Texas or UTEP in 1966 for how many points for 50 the correct answers are north carolina state and texas western 
the Texas Western Miners won in 1966, as Dan alluded to, and the North Carolina State Wolfpack won in 1974. Good job, guys. <laughs> and moving on to question five in NFL coaches. Who is the only coach with a sub-500 career record to have more than 100 wins? Yeah, we're going to check in. All right, fertility speeding ticket is checked in. So, Bubble Boys, you guys can talk it out. So, I originally said um, Mr. 500 himself, Jeff Fisher. Um, not sure. I know he's around 500. And if, he's, if he is under, I know he has more than 100 wins. Um, so, that was what my first thought was. Um, we talked about Dennis Green, uh, Dan Reeves, and Norv Turner. Are you leaning strongly on any of those? I'm not leaning strongly on any of them. I think I think Reeves is good, but I think he did have too many like ten to twelve win seasons with the Atlanta team when they were good. Yeah, that's why I think Norv makes sense because he was so bad, and then he had those um, a couple of Charger seasons where he won Ladalian Tomlinson era. So I think he got to a hundred, but his his early career was really bad. Okay, <laughs> those Washington I'm, years. I, I don't have a strong opinion on this at all. And you kind of came in with Norv Turner with some decent thunder. So I'm, I like what you're, I like where your head's at on that one. So I'm, I'm all right going with that. If you want to go with that. So we are going to check in with Norv Turner for a hundred points. All right. So Norv Turner for a hundred for the bubble boys and fertility speeding ticket. What do you guys got? So we wagered a hundred points and the, uh, the pride of my Dallas Cowboys. So glad he, you know, left and had so much success. Uh, we checked in with Norv Turner. And the game was tied coming into this question, and they both wagered the same and got the correct answer, which is Norv Turner. He has a coaching record of 114, 122, and 1. Our first, hopefully only, overtime category will be in Major League Baseball Player Managers. All right, the wagers are in. The question is, Pete Rose was the last player manager in Major League Baseball for the Reds in the mid-80s. There were three player managers in the 70s. Don Kessinger uh, was player manager for the White Sox in 1979, his only managerial experience. Who are either of the other two player managers who continued to have managerial stints into the 2000s? All right, we're going to check in. All right, Bubble Boys have checked in, so fertility speeding ticket, you guys can talk it out. So living where I live, everyone here is a Yankees fan. Yeah, but or he Red. wouldn't but so since since we we can talk, so yeah. the, the name you threw out was Joe Torrey. So the only player manager I, I ever knew was, you know, was one. Yeah, and but he wouldn't have been a player manager with the Yankees though. No. Yeah, that would have been with the Reds. I mean, it doesn't necessarily does – it, was there a team that had to wait? I don't know who he played for, though. I know he coached the Reds later on, but I don't know yeah. who, who he played for. I know he was a player manager. It was mentioned 105 Let's times. Let's go with when, that, then. That's the only guess. That's the only one I – that's as good as anything I got. It's the only one – yeah, the only one I've ever known to be one. I didn't even know Pete Rose was, so, I mean. I did know that, so, okay. I mean. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we can – Let's check in with Joe Torrey for a, a huge, huge wager of one point. All right. Fertility speeding ticket is checking in with Joe Torrey for one point. 
Bubble Boys, what do you guys got? We went with uh, Frank Robinson. And for how many points? For 99. And the correct answers are Joe Torrey and Frank Robinson. Robinson was player manager for the Indians uh, from 1975 to 1976. And Joe Torrey was player manager for the Mets in 1977. So the game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Fertility Speeding Ticket finishes with a respectable 811 points, and our clipboard captains of the game will be receiving the coveted Joe Webb Award with 909 points is the Bubble Boys. And take note, Dan, this is not his brother Spurgeon. Gonna be like that, huh? <laughs> wow, that was uh, that was thrilling, guys. Um, so first, uh, fertility speeding ticket. You guys have anything you would like to say before we call it a night? Well, number one, I want to say great game, Josh. Thing, uh, this is awesome. Even though we got a lot right, I think that it was entertaining, and I like the questions and the format. And huge thanks to Matt for coming on. Really appreciate your time, man. I know time's valuable these days, and so I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. And I got the greatest uh, teammate of all time here. So thanks again, Matt. We, uh, we made a great team today. Yeah, I did uh, a really great job of agreeing with your answers. Thank you for saying them. It was, it was a lot of fun today. Uh, yeah, I really had a good time and uh, it's going to definitely splash us all over the Triviality page. So any people who enjoyed the sports, uh, yeah, hopefully they come and check out the show. Well, appreciate Thank you again, it. Thank Matt. you very Thank much. You. Um, if you want to give one more plug for Triviality, not that it's probably needed, but if you want to, go ahead right here. Yeah, if you haven't heard of us, it's Triviality Podcast. Check us out on iTunes, uh, Spotify, anywhere you can get a podcast, which is pretty much everywhere now. I'm pretty sure your toasters can play them. So just shout Triviality Podcast at it. It'll play it back to you, and you might learn something, and you'll definitely hear us uh, say a lot of stupid stuff, which is what people want. So check us out. And I want to shout out really quick, congratulations to the Triviality Podcast for uh, recently reaching their one millionth download. That is absolutely amazing. So you guys are doing great work out there, Matt. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations. And we're working, uh, on, thanks uh, for... we're working on 1,000, so we'll get that soon. <laughs> we'll, we'll get, they got a little head start. They have a little head start <laughs> on us, so... Uh, yeah, uh, Matt, thanks for coming on and joining us today. And uh, once again, it was a wonderful game. Uh, thanks for all you listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.